Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now more of Jones and Mego on W-E-E-I. Everybody knows what they're lacking, and um, at the end of the day, I feel like um, there's no secrets anymore here with this organization. You got guys like uh, Pedroia, you know, FaceTiming with uh, Sam Kennedy and Alex Cora, you know, hey, what the hell is going on? So, and now you got Devers saying something. So, you know, I feel like sometimes, man, when 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 you have a front office that is trying to uh, turn it around, you sometimes got to listen to the guy that is there that you signed for a long time. It's Jonathan Papelbon discussing the state of the Red Sox. He doesn't have it quite right. Pedroia didn't reach out and FaceTime the Red Sox. They reached out to FaceTime him, and he gave him a piece of their mind. As we found out yesterday here on Jones and Mega with Arkin on WEEI. He does say at the end, you got to listen to the player that's here for a long time. I, I assume he's talking about Devers there. Ryan, you're making a face. You don't think that's who he's talking about? I, you think he was talking about Pedroia still? I think he was still talking about Pedroia. Okay, interesting. Well, let's extrapolate the idea then. If you think he was talking about Pedroia, I kind of took that as Devers. But Devers is signed now for a long time. And he came out yesterday. We played you the clip a bunch. He came out yesterday and said, we all know what needs to be done. And so this is why we ask you today at Jones and Mego uh, on Twitter, are the Red Sox worthy of your time this year? 85% of you say no. We all say no. I don't know who in their right mind says, yeah, this team is worthy of it. Put it on in the background. Pop it on the Odyssey app. You'll probably watch opening day. And then unless they show they're better than we think on the field, What's the point? Oh, well, you can see their bums in those see-through pants. <laughs> I did see these new uniforms, which Good these point, Megan. These baby baseball players are already belly aching about. They're see-through. Okay. <laughs> they look. You, they look terrible. Okay. Do you want to wear really transparent pants around? I mean, I don't know. Not really. But wear some tights under them or something like that. Like, what do you want me to say? So I don't know. Get opaque pants. Yeah. I mean, it's baby baseball players will cry about anything. Stitch that closer together. They, even if they weren't see-through, they'd find something to cry about. They're all babies. And so the owner doesn't care. The manager doesn't want to be there. The players are pissed off at ownership. I don't get why fans would feel the team is worthy of their time. And so you need an about face from this organization. And I just hope things like the players popping off, Cora taking direct shots, I think, at ownership, um, Theo being there, 
and even, you know, the fans being vocal about how much this sucks. I, I hope that's the kind of thing that changes their opinion. But, you know, John Henry was booed last year at Winter Weekend. The only thing that changes, he stopped showing up. Right. You know, he didn't change his actions. He didn't change how he handles the team. He just said, well, screw this. I'm not going to this anymore. No, he anymore. just went further into hiding. Right? Now he doesn't even email anybody. That's, that's all that changed. All that changes, he said, oh, I'm just going to hide even more. It's not like he decided to spend more money on his team. He's spending less. So I thought I, w- I was thinking about this yesterday. We got this text on the text line here where someone said, I'm of the age where I'm never going to get overly frustrated or give up on John Henry because of what the ownership brought to this fan base. And I just wonder, like, I, I respect that some people have that opinion of John Henry and I can understand the emotional tie to it. But how long, like... Do you just then have a lifetime approval rating of the owner? Like, at some point, do you look over and go, well, for the past five years, is five years too short of an amount of time for what John Henry gave you? Like, I'm asking sincerely when we're talking about well, who does the, it sound like we're talking the about? 15% who are saying, yeah, they're worthy of my undivided attention. Who I love the Who does it sound Red like Sox. we're talking about? Bill. Thank you. It sounds like we're talking about Belichick. And... You know, we can debate who had more to do with with championships. I'm sure most people would say Bill, but that sounds like we're talking about Belichick. It's like, well, I mean, how can you fire him and how can you move? How could you quit on him? Look at all that he did. And so to me, that's the same logic. And I just I don't subscribe to that level of logic. That's me personally. It's like, well, no, you were you were good and you were good when you had Tom Brady and you were good four years ago, even if you don't want to say it was just all about Brady and it was and Bill did nothing. But it's been four years. So what have you done for me lately? You know, same thing with this ownership group. If you want to give them 2021, go ahead and give them 2021. Uh, where they, you know, got to the ALCS, they got hot at the right time. But for a championship, it's been longer than that. And I think it's a pretty easy line to draw in the sand, just like it was with Bill and Brady. They're spending or they're not. It's pretty black and white. I'm curious to fans how much they're feeding off of what they're hearing from the players. Because now in this week, you've had two different players in Kenley Jansen and in um, Rafi come out and say, like, we need more. I'm not essentially like I'm very frustrated here. And these are your highest profile players, which say something in itself about this clubhouse that we've talked about endlessly, that you need some star power. And it's not like what Craig Breslow said in his intro conference of like, hey, there's different kinds of stars like that line stuck with me because we should have known then they're not going to go out and sign anybody in free agency at all or make any trades for somebody that is a name that people recognize like Blake Snell. It's just, I, I wonder how much of that is like, it's not just that the expectations are low, but that they're hearing from within the clubhouse it, that their expectations are low. So how about this? Here's another way of looking at that. MLB.com posted their top 100 players. Okay, Ryan forwarded this. Now you're telling me, Ryan, the top 10 still hasn't been announced. No. So, so there's still a chance that we can get one of our guys in the top 10. possible jokes. the top 10 is chock full of Red Sox. That That is possible. Chris Martin. Joe Jakes, <laughs> Yu Chang. The t- uh, he just signed in Tampa. I, think. Oh. I just I just saw. He's no longer a Red Sox. Oh. Uh, MLB.com posted their top 100 players. Rafael Devers, your highest paid player, is 32. Mm. He was number 19 last year. So he's dropping. I mean, I, I'm sure when I saw this list last year, I'm like, 19? That's not even star power. Now he's down to 32. Coming off a very meh year. Uh, Tristan Cassis is 97. That's it. That's your, whole, that's, that's your whole top 100. I, yeah, I'm right in some ways. Like, I'm surprised Cassis is even in the top 100, but that's it. Two players 
One barely snuck in at 97. The other dropped 13 yeah, spots from a year ago. Somebody has to be 97 in the top 100. Why not Tristan Cassis? <laughs> so, no, they don't have stars. They don't. And this is a market that, that needs stars. It's a sport that I think needs stars. And it's a market that needs stars. And the Red Sox don't have it. So I agree with the people out there. No, they're not worthy of it. They're not. Yeah. So and- ha- I'm sorry, just the cycle of it is, I think, part of it, too. I think that fans sort of feel beaten down by what's happened here because if you want young players, and we've talked about this before, if you want young players and that's what you're sort of focusing on, you have to show that you're committed to keeping them around. Uh, Giving Devers that contract was fine, but everybody else got traded and oftentimes for pennies on the dollar, and that whole group that came up together, I mean, Devers you managed to sort of salvage, but everybody else is out of here, and they were moved on from in a way that really was mind-boggling to a lot of fans. And that's the the point is that, you know, that just happened very recently. If you're trying to sell us on a new crop of young players, you have to you have to show us that you're not just going to wait until they get to be 27 years old and then you trade them so that you don't have to pay them big money. Because otherwise, you know, if these guys don't catch on at the major league level right away, you're going to be dealing with that same stuff and you're not going to get those early Mookie MVP years when he was 23 years old. That's rare. You don't get that very often. And you don't have those kind of prospects anyway. So it's like, you know, if, if what's there to invest in? No, I agree. Uh, are the Red Sox worthy of your time? You can continue to vote. At Jones and Mego, 85% and rising say no. And I, I'm just curious what it would take to even get you on board. Like, what would it take for that 85%? You can answer this as well on the phones. What would it take to to get you to invest? Like, is a is a strong April enough? Is a strong West Coast start enough so that they're, what, 500 by the time they come home for their home opener? How about bringing in someone else? Yeah, so that that to me seems like the one thing, but I don't I don't think as much as Red Sox fans are like, go sign Jordan Montgomery, go sign Blake Snell, sign Cody Bellinger, which you hear less. You really hear it with the pitchers. I, I don't even I don't even know if that's enough. But it would help. It would oh, help. I think if you sign those two, it would help a lot. No, no, if you sign two of them, yeah. sure. Okay, maybe. That but would like, be a major signal. Okay. I know you say, like, at this point, if you just sign Jordan Montgomery, it doesn't actually signal anything to you about ownership changing the direction or how they're operating. If you sign both those guys, that would be, a, a, I think, an enormous demonstration of you hearing the fan base. If you sign both, maybe you're a fourth-place team. So, like, I I don't know how this team gets your attention Fourth back. Fourth place could be in the wild card. It could now, be. You know? I don't feel good about it. It could be. So, what would it get to reinvest? Uh, what would it take you, rather, uh, to reinvest? 617-779-7937. I mentioned Cora. I want to replay this because I thought this was good. Uh, here's what he had to say about the By Red way, Sox. Hi, everybody. Hi, Cora. Uh, hi, Alex, I should say. Uh, here's what he had to say about the Red Sox and the trajectory of where they're going. We get criticized like every other organization. Kind of like... Remember who you are. If you look at the, the body of work the last 20 years, you've been very successful. I don't care what people think. Uh, there's four rings to, to, to show it. So, yeah, you're always looking for a North Star, whatever, you know, trying to be like that and like this, whatever. Sometimes doing that, you forget who you are. And, you know, obviously for the players, the new players, um, probably they don't know what I'm talking about, but for the people that work here, that have been working for a while here, I like, remember who we are. Let's not forget that. I don't care what people think. Two last place finishes, all that. I mean, we, we're really good at what we do. And uh, I think we got to get back to that. Okay. So there's a lot there. We got to get back to that. To me, that means spending. When he talks about the North Star, Mego, you brought this up yesterday. He's talking about Houston, Atlanta, 
the Cubs, build through the farm system, lower the payroll, tear it down to the studs, and try to compete that way. And that's not how they've won in this city. They've won by spending. And this goes back to something Ryan just dropped in with that top 100 list. Some of the names that are on there, Nathan Avaldi, 91. Xander Bogarts, 53. Kyle Schwarber, 57. Uh, they haven't done the top 10 yet. Mookie hasn't been there. He's Mookie's got to he's he's be in the top 10. It's a pretty good bet. So, like, look at the players that recently left that you chose not to pay who are littered all over that list and how different that would feel and how different that would look. And I think that's a lot of what Cora's saying there. I think it's what a lot of Red Sox fans feel. Absolutely. And on top of that, then you look at all the different lists, like you can pick out any list you want. They mostly say the same thing about the next era of what owner who ownership is hoping are going to be stars, which are your prospects. And they're so middling. Maybe they'll get up to the majors and they'll be totally different. Maybe they'll get up to the majors and they'll be Xander and Mookie and Raffy like. But that's a big gamble for what you're putting your fan base through right now which is just being bottom of the barrel and not doing anything about it. And increasingly, as the off-seasons progress, doing less and less and less. We talked about this yesterday. You look at last year's off-season, like it looks like they went gangbusters compared to this. Yeah. Because you're not giving anybody anything. That's what Bradford said yesterday, and it blew my mind. I'm like, yeah, that is true. Like Jansen and Martin and, you know, uh, Duvall, Yoshida. Yoshida, Turner. You're like, wow. What a, what a great offseason that was. Those spending were, spree. Those were the salad days. Those were the good old days when they were really spending compared to this offseason. I am Dombrowski over here. It's Giolito and nothing. Nothing except for injured guys who aren't going to pitch this year. Uh, so this dovetails in. What Mego's talking about with the farm system dovetails in with something uh, Chris Cotillo wrote about today at Mass Live. And it's on the heels of Tristan Cassis turning them down for an extension. Uh, Cotillo found Brian Bayo. And said, well, we're extension talks with you and the Red Sox. Uh, and in a conversation Wednesday morning at JetBlue Park, starter Brian Bayo and his agents uh, said they've been engaged in extension talks. That's good. With the Red Sox in recent weeks and that a deal may be close between the signs. Uh, sides. rather. Asked if a deal was indeed close, Bayo, through a translator, responded, masa menos, which even I know, translates to more or less in English. He also responded, maybe when asked if a deal could come together before the end of spring training. Bayo's hopefulness was evident during the conversation, even if details were scarce. He said his representatives have talked with front office members, quote-unquote, in the last few weeks. Quote, they've been talking to my agents. The agents have been the ones dealing with the team. Bayo said, I told them if we have a good offer, let me know. <laughs> I'm still looking at everything that's going on, but they're the ones who have taken care of that for me. Asked what he values in extension talks. Bayo said those conversations are ongoing. Quote, I don't know. I guess it's just not a lot of years, but something that'll be beneficial to both of us, for me and the team. I don't know what that'll look like. I got a modest way of saying I want a bunch of money. And when he says, I told them if we have a good offer, meaning his agents, to let me know, this is exactly like Cassis. So it's like, this is what I don't get with the Red Sox. And I think I really do get it. But what, what baffles me is they say, well, we're in a build mode, is what Kennedy said the other day. We're in a build mode. We're not spending on these free agents because we have this wave of young players. And now your wave of young players, and we can debate how good Cassis is. Top 100, barely, according to one list by MLB.com. Brian Bayo's not even on that list. We can talk about the farm system and how good those guys are. Do you even want to keep those guys? It sounds to me like you're lowballing them. Tristan Cassis said, nah, I'm good. Brian Bayo says, I told my agents, let me know when they have a good offer. 
They're lowballing these guys. So, like, at least if they were locking up their young talent, you'd go, all right, there's a plan there. What What is this plan? To not sign free agents, lowball all of your quote-unquote good young players, and just wait for your middling prospects to come up? That's your plan? How long do they stick with this strategy of we're going to put this horrible offer in front of every single young guy? Or just like every single guy on our team who we're interested in re-signing or extending. Like, I know they've been doing it for a while, but at this, at this point, they're just like, I, I mean, it sounds like when you hear from these young guys that we've heard from this week, Cassis and Bayo, they're immediately just disregarding that offer because they know it's not serious. I understand there's a style to negotiation. You come in kind of low, the other side comes in high, and you find something in the middle, and one person gets more their way than the other. But when you come in so low, like, do you forget your recent memory of what you did, how you basically offended Xander to the point that he's, like, in tears in media availabilities and no, decides and, to go elsewhere? And bets. I mean, they never they never really got on the same page with Mookie, but ever. And so that, to me, is the instructive one. Like, at least Bogarts at one point had a contract worked out. And at the end, it, they were far apart. And they were lowballing him, you know, uh, before his opt-out. John Lester's another one Arkham brought up. To me, and none of these players are Mookie. If they are, you're lucky. But that's the one where it's like every time they went to arbitration, they, they were never on the same page. And that feels like what they're already doing with these young players, even if they're good. Casas and Bayo, they're already behind the eight ball on these guys. Yeah, like, okay, so you're not going to give them a comparable. And these are the ones where you're getting the discount. This is before they go and become, you know, big mega right. mega stars. This is mega what contracts. they want. This is when you try and get them, and you're lowballing them here. So you know you're not going to do it if they ever actually bust out like that, and it comes time to, uh, to give them a big contract. You know that's not going to happen because you won't even do it now. It's really, it's really upsetting. Like, you, you can't keep lying about how it's all about building for the future and investing in the, in the youth movement and all that stuff and then have these young guys come up and you do the same thing i mean it's really it's just it's a cycle that's never going to progress anywhere no and i think that's where fans get frustrated and by the way like because i do see this rolling in on the text line people are going hey if you're not going to invest in the team why don't you drop some of the prices ticket prices concession prices they're never going to do that but on top of that when you look at what they're doing around the park do you think that's going to be an experience that gets the Fenway experience gets more or less expensive yeah, as course. time goes on. Of course, the prices are going to go up. And so what I think what I think fans get frustrated with is there's just there's no end in sight. Like if you just told the fans, hey, in 20, we're, we're going to rebuild for two years and that's just what we're doing. And we'll start spending again this time and we're going to lock up our young talent and you got to say it and then you got to follow through on it. I think if fans could see a light at the end of the tunnel, there would be a little more hope. And Isn't could, that why they signed Rafi? Well, I mean, ideally, but then what have they done since then? I think that's, but when we go back to, we were talking about this last week, Arkham brought it up. Why'd they do that contract? It makes no sense. You're going to be wasting Devers' prime years here because you're not spending on anything else around him whatsoever. I think it's like just to throw a bone to fans and make it look like there is some kind of light. Turns out the light's just a train. It's like run the other way. Got to sell somebody's jersey, you know. Like honestly, like that's I think that's what that was all about. No, and they're not doing anything to surround. These are his prime years. You're it got right. people off their backs for a short period of time, just like firing high and bloom. Got people off their backs for a short period of time, but like at some point you got to deal with all this, and there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that's what's really frustrating for fans. And when you hear Tristan Cassis say, "No, nah, I'm good," uh, you know, and Brian Bayo says, "Talk to me when you have a good offer." 
They're not close. And by the way, they're making a documentary with Netflix oh through all point. this. Like, are they going to just have guys on their phones being like, yeah, that's it. Now, you know what? Call me another time. Here's what Tomasi wrote today at NBC Sports Boston. He said, if nothing else, Netflix just signed up for one hell of a soap opera, mm. which I think is true. Now, how much of it are we going to actually see? I have no idea. As we found out with the Travis Kelsey stuff from NFL Films, that's never going to see the light of day. Like, that's we're never going to hear that, apparently. So they can cut whatever they want. But there's going to be a lot of material there. How many on-screen trade requ- requests are there going to be? <laughs> like, how many different players are going it, to demand a trade? It's it. going to be it's going to be like <laughs> the end of Rudy, where they all come in and they lay down their see-through pants. <laughs> <laughs> it can get so ugly. We said this yesterday, and not just from the fans, but like from the actual particulars on the team. Jansen's already pissed. Devers is already pissed. Cora's already talking through gritted teeth, and they haven't even started losing yet. Like, wait, wait till they start losing. Because it's coming. 617-779-7937. You can vote in our big question of the day up now. At Jones and Mega, are the Red Sox worthy of your time this year? We know the answer, uh, but I want to see how high that number can go. Just to, just to relay that back to ownership. Uh, if you want to send him a message, feel free to do so. Here on the phones, we will get to Gerard Mayo. Uh, he is going to speak at 3 o'clock, roughly. So we'll hear from him for the first time since, uh, well, Alex Van Pelt has been hired. Ben McAdoo. Hopefully we get an explanation on what's going on, why these guys were brought in, what's the direction for the Patriots this offseason. That comes your way at the top of the hour. I do want to get into the Celtics, some comments from Jason Tatum in a one-on-one interview with Malika Andrews at ESPN. As a championship or bust for Jason Tatum and the Celtics this year. We'll get to that with your phone calls next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.